Well, good evening, everybody. It is a perfect day for the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. My name is Jimmy Palumbo, and this is show number 21. And as you all know, we always name the show after a famous player who wore the number of the number of the shows. This is show number 21. And there's a bunch of guys I could have went with. Obviously, for the Yankees, I could have did the Paul O'Neill. I could have went with Dan Pasqua. Someone's driving off the road right now. Deion Sanders. We could have done Tim Duncan. I couldn't do Deion because I just can never vote for him. Roberto Clemente. Um, Tiki Baba. Andy Pettit. But I'm going to go with a very unique thing. And some of my beer league fans may get this obscure reference. I'm going to go with the first co-host with John Sterling, and that was Jay Johnstone. He was a player, and he was John Sterling's, and John Sterling called him Jay Bird. What's up, Jay Bird? So when you look, watch Game Day, the short that led to Beer League, I actually throw in some Jay Birds in there doing John Sterling. So this is show number 21, an obscure player. Many of you don't know who he is, but he was a pretty good player, and a wacky guy, died a couple years ago. Number 21, Jay Johnstone. Now, Chris Gucci, who's behind the glass, Producing my show today, um, who do you have? It's football season, so I'm going with Woodson, Charles Woodson. And okay. I, know, I know it's coming. Wait a minute, time out. First of all, Charles Woodson's like a Hall of Famer, like one of the best I players. I know, I know. but We're he's, supposed to like keep it, like, uh, you know, I, I, I could have went with Roberto Clemente. I'm a fan well, of his. Well, I wasn't going to go with Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> Still, but and, you went with him. And I guarantee you, in another year from now, when we're approaching show 56... Well, no, show. I can or tell you, forty-four. Right. No, no. Time out, time out. I guarantee my you're going to pick know. your guys. My fans know. At least my mother and brother, the two fans I have, they know that show number forty-four and show number fifty-six uh, will be. Uh, I don't have to tell you who they are. You should know they're going to exactly. Be. So show twenty-one and show number thirty-nine will be down. So show twenty-one. So so my one fan is what listens so to this, this show. Right. So you know what. Due to the fact that, uh, even though I bash Chris all the time, I agree with this decision. Um, we, we're going to go with Jay Johnstone and Charles Woodson. Um, I even, uh, you know, I was just trying to quickly look up stats. Um, I was trying to figure out a way to bust your balls and say how he was overrated. And not. I started looking at everything. I'm like, <laughs> nah, the guy made like made the Pro Bowl every year. They won. There was like no negatives on him. So I couldn't. One, he's, uh, he's the only player in football history to win a Heisman, a Defensive Player of the Year, yeah, and a I, Super I was, Bowl. No, I, I was looking for an angle. There was I, and there was no angle. So uh, I get it. You're allowed to have your guy that we normally don't go guys as good as Charles Woodson. And so, but you're going to go with Charles Woodson. So Jay John, pretty uh, a very below average player and one of the greatest of all time. So, okay. Jay Johnstone and Charles Woodson. That's right. Show number 21 here from the Omni in Atlanta. Um, I don't want to linger as long on sports. Uh, Yankees made some trades. I like them. They had, to me, it's like um, they had four flawed players. Now they added two more. So they have six people who can strike out and hit a home run. I think Rizzo's a stud. They finally got a first baseman. First of all, they got two gold glove caliber fielders. Correct. They got they, 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 they needed improved. help in the field and they needed lefty Correct. bats. They got two lefties to cut the lineup in half. And now. they didn't seem to uh, n- none of the players they got got rid of, the minor leaguers. Again, I'm not an aficionado on my they seemed like they gave away junk for because it was a money money grab there. Well, so. yeah, it was And the Yankees got money from the Cubs. That's what happened. The Yankees don't have to pay Rizzo at all. Right. And but I the, think the I likelihood think that gonna, Rizzo goes back to the Cubs in the offseason is very high. I say they sign them both. 
my, it's my opinion. It's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to realize, wow, this is this is where it's at. I also think the Yankees are going to make a little run here. The, the Red Sox, that star's dropped a little bit. They're not in the first Yankee, place anymore. Yankee the Red Sox won. are no longer in first place. Yankee and the Yankees are a through. game out of the second They're wild back. Card. My boys are back. Um, okay, real quick on the Knicks draft. That happened last week after the show. Um, I got to admit, watching the draft this year, I thought I, I felt 80 years old on the NFL draft. I felt like I had died 10 years ago. Uh, all I saw was players being drafted. I didn't know who they were. And the Knicks were drafting these guys, and then they were trading them. I didn't have good uh, cell phone coverage. I was watching at a bar. Nobody was there to explain to me, like, what did they just do? I, I was like, the Knicks are getting players, trading players. Um, and then in the end, in the second round pick, they got the kid from Houston who did really well against Rutgers in the tournament game. So I was like, okay, I, I remember that kid. He's pretty good. Um, but the rest of it, they got draft picks for next year. The Knicks are setting up for next and, and summer. The, and the salary cap. They got the big free agent signing. Something's going to happen. So that, so I, I, I would give the Knicks like a C plus because nobody knows what the hell is going on there. Um, and that's that. So hopefully they'll sign tonight. I think um, they, 6 p.m. starts the free agent signing. The show will drop tomorrow, but the uh, free agent starts 6 p.m. I believe. Hopefully the Knicks will make a splash. There's not just to just to stay on basketball for one split second. There's not many free agents this year that are worth going after. And I don't think the Knicks are in a position to improve with anything in a trade unless it's Dame Lillard. That's the only thing right. I can see the okay. Knicks doing. Kawhi Leonard again opted out, so he's the best free agent. But he's already supposedly saying that he's definitely going to re up. Long term with well, the like Clippers. Like I said, I'm a big Knicks fan, but I took 20 years off because the Knicks stunk. If you look at the free agents and next I, year, there's 30 of them that are worth right, it. So hopefully, um, you know, you know my theory: the Knicks are going to have one day LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Every major star now, five years from now, will be in the will be on the Knicks team with the bellies, little gray beard, balding at the top, and I love that. An aging LeBron turnaround jumper, yes, kind of like they already have with Derrick Rose. There you go. I hope he signs back with the Knicks. Um, I like the way he played at the end. All right, so that's it with the sports. I just got back from Richmond, Virginia. Had a good time. Big family event down there. A baptism for um, Abigail Rose Marugi, who is the daughter of um, Danielle and Jason Marugi, my Uncle Dennis's kids. Um, it was fun to see them. The baby was adorable. I got to hold the baby bunch. Did family stuff. Um, and... Uh, we left early in the morning on Sunday. There was no traffic coming back from south of D.C. with no traffic. So that was cool. So big shout out to my little boopy, Abigail Rose. And um, so that's it. So I think it's time that we, um, well, you know what? Actually, actually, no. I want to, I think I'm going to go right. You never heard. Like, I come on the way back in the car. I had to go to the bathroom and we weren't sure like, where the next rest stop was. And I started thinking of something that happened to me when I was in LA. Um, I went on, I went on a date with this chick. Okay. I met her at a comedy club. She was beautiful. She looked like Lindsay Wagner, the original bionic woman, real pretty funny too, you know, school. And I'd see her at these open mics and, I was, and she would talk to me, you know, and it was like, Oh, I'm thinking this girl, I'm going I'm to ask this girl out, you know? So she said yes. And, uh, I ended up, um, I picked her up. And she lived in this funky place in L.A., this Los Feliz section. And um, so I picked her up, and we went to this restaurant. It was one of those restaurants that guys like you and I, New Jersey, we it's not what we do. But, you know, you're on a date, you got to roll with it, you know. One of those, like, funky, uh, the menu, you got to read the whole, they got to read the whole, like, item all the way down because it's got some kind of chutney raspberry sauce at the end. And, like, it just, 
None of the beers were American, but they were like weird beers. Like, is like it, they don't even have a burger, right? Like, yeah, none of the, like there was no meat in certain things. It was just and it was a very small place, maybe like six tables. Um, but would have been like the perfect little Italian restaurant, those small ones in New York City and stuff. But this was not Italian food, and uh, she was like, "Oh, this place is so great." And I'm like, "All right, so what do you do? You, you're on a date. You're with a girl that's pretty hot. You got You got to roll with it." So she orders some food, and I'm picking at it. And like, I didn't really like it. I didn't dislike it, but I was like, I didn't know what I was eating, and I hate that. So we had this nice night. We spent we there two hours, and a couple of these, I think they had like uh, some kind of funky beer from some country. But it was a lager. It wasn't just before the IPAs and all that crap. So I'm driving her home, and we're having like this nice conversation, talking about family, showbiz. It was like a really, I would say like one of the top, top five best dates of all time for me. So I pull up in front of her house. I remember it was like up in the hills there by Los Feliz. And, and all I remember we pull up and she had like all these steps to get to her front door. But we pull up. I wasn't even thinking about going inside. And we're sitting there and we're like in the car. I shut the car off. We're having like this nice conversation. I wasn't doing shtick. I wasn't busting her balls. Like I know we were just talking, you know. Talking about New Jersey and that. And next thing you know, we start kissing a little bit. And inside, I'm like, this is nice. Little kissy poo in the car. Like, you know, I was not looking to get the win. I didn't, you know, I was saving the bullpen for, you know, it was a getaway day. I wasn't going to blow blow the bullpen. And I'm like, I'm, I'm into this girl. This is nice, you know. And all of a sudden, we start talking some more. And all of a sudden, I feel it in my stomach. I feel the gurgling. And I'm like, uh-oh. And it started, it came on. It came on, yeah, it came on quick. And at first I was like, all right. Now, of course, in a car, you can't, like, fart just to see. So you had no, I had no backup no, plan. No left cheek right. sneak. There's no, yeah. So <laughs> I say to her, um, now all of a sudden I went into a little panic. I was like, I was, I was like, I'm really, I, I was like, I don't feel well. Like, this is, this is bad. I said, hey, do you mind if I just use your bathroom? And. So I, and I got out of the car quick because I knew I didn't have much time on the clock. I mean, I had to get the field goal unit out there. You know, there was no timeouts. So as we're, like, I get out of the car and kind of start walking towards her door without letting her leave. I was like, I was like ahead of her. And she's like, typical guy from New Jersey. The old, I got to go to the bathroom just to get back into my place. And I became like Bill Belichick. Like, no, no, I'm going to shit I know. all over the place. So now we're going up these steps. <laughs> We're going up these steps, right? And I'm like, now I'm getting like, a, I'm, let, I'm getting a little bit of the, you know, the squeaks are coming out a little bit. I'm farting a little bit, and she's behind Silent me. I'm but thinking, violent, I'm baby. like, but I didn't know. I was like, well, as, and as she's saying this, I'm like, she's like, oh, a typical guy from New Jersey. I'm like, no, 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 I, I have to use the bathroom. And I was like, Belichick about it, like, no laughter. I don't want to be here. That kind of thing. We get up to the door, and she's like jiggling for her keys, and she's being real calm as you would normally do, inviting someone in the house. You don't, you know. And I'm like, well, where's your bathroom? Where's your? I said it three times. She goes, hang on, hang on, let me open the door. And she goes, it's the second second, uh, second door on the left. And I literally like blow past her because I'm like, I could really shit in my pants between the door. So what happens? I make the second door. There was no door. There were only beads. Those beads like that have like the Hawaiian scene. I go ripping through the beads, okay? I'm like, now... I didn't have time to go. So you had a basic toilet fart I had, I had, shit. I went in. <laughs> I went in. When I tell you I barely landed the plane, it was like, you know what? I was like Sully, okay? I was, this plane, you know, we're going to have to put it down in the Hudson. I barely, when I tell you, I slid onto the bowl. It was like, first down, right? I get done doing my business, and it was not friendly. It was nasty. 
I'm now in my head, I'm cursing out the shitty restaurant we ate. What the hell did I eat? I'm thinking, who the fuck has beads hanging in a bed? You have a, you have a bathroom, you have a door on a bathroom. You nuts. So here's the worst part. I look around, there's no toilet paper. No toilet paper, no magazines, no rug under my feet. Nothing soft, nothing anywhere. I even tried to so reach if over. So it was a rug. Were you going to wipe okay, your ass? I don't with know the what rug? I would have done. <laughs> I was in a complete. I would have looked, tried to pull out, pull out. Was uh, there a shower there in there? Was, were you able to at least uh, wash your ass? Uh, there, there was. I had no. Got there was beads, and we were on a first date, and we liked each other. So I'm reaching around, looking at the uh, at the sink, uh, the, the, the drawer, to look for something in there. You know, I would have wiped my ass with anything. The only option I had, I, now I wore like a nice pair of black pants, nice shirt, and my black Italian socks and a black pair of shoes. So you left with one sock? I One. I, <laughs> this was damage control here. I wiped my ass with my own socks. Now, there was panic. I was afraid. that got flush your socks? I had to flush. And what if they didn't go? And I figured all I needed to do is go down through the pipe, and if it clogs later, I'll be long you gone. Didn't want it, you didn't consider just peeping your head out of the beads and saying, hey. hey. <laughs> First date? <laughs> Now looking back as a she yeah, couldn't have was, not known. First of all, this was this was twenty three years ago, and I, I, being a mature adult now, I would have said, "Hey, honey, we're in a bad spot here." So, of course, you can't say "honey" because that's not uh, in, you cannot allow that's harassment. But I uh, so I wiped my ass with my socks. Now here's the worst part: that I had to like wipe my hands. There's nothing to wipe. There's no towels, nothing, and I'm shaking my hands, wiping my pants. When I come out now. The few people that know about my legs, I have, I'm never in the sun. I have like white Irish legs with the black pants and the black shoes. Now, I, I had the sweats, so I was like a mess. I come out of there, I sit down on the couch, and when I sat down, my pants pulled up, and all you saw was these white ankles. So I walked in with socks. Whether or not she noticed that, I'll never know. So then she says to me, she goes, are you okay? You were in there a long time. I see her. She goes, did you throw up? And I said, I said, no, uh, you know, the, the other way. And she goes, oh. And then she looks at me kind of a little bit rude and goes, well, did you light a match? Okay. And I gave her like, light a match. There's nothing in there. Nothing in there. And she's like, oh, okay. She goes, you want to hang out? You want something to drink? She said, well, wait, how did you wipe your ass? I, well, <laughs> at this point, at this point, I was like, whether maybe she knew walking out the door, she has no toilet paper. I don't know. I, so I realized this date's over. I will never, I have never seen this woman again. So she's like, do you want a beer or a glass of wine? I'm like, no, I got to get going. Because then she goes, okay. I gave her a quick peck on the cheek. I had like a filthy, dirty ass because the sock doesn't work as good as toilet paper. I was going down the stairs, aggravated like I blew the date. I shit this room up. I blasted it. It must have stunk to the high heavens. I'm I couldn't still wait. laughing at filthy, dirty ass. I, so I got, you know, when you, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel, I was, it was, so I get in my car, I drive like literally, and she knew that it ended abrupt. I just couldn't, I realized I was, I, 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 it, I, I'm going to lose this game. I can't win this game. Mentally, I was out of it. I was not going to draft her as a pick. So I drive like 100 yards, right? I start getting the gurgles again. I don't even know where the fuck I am. Where am I going to? And I said, you know what? Now I'm just going to shit in my car. And let me just end this date the way it should have. I should have shit in, her, in the car before. So I'm driving down right now. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm grabbing my stomach. I'm like, what the fuck did I eat in that shitty restaurant? I get to a place called Astro Burger, which is kind of like an in and out, kind of a White Castle kind of place. And I was like, 
and it wasn't in that that night's section by Paramount uh, Pictures over there. Dude, I went in, I was 80 miles an hour into the parking lot, like literally like screeching, right? People are looking at me. I run into the bed, now I'm thinking, what kind of filthy bathroom am I getting into here? And much to my surprise, I walk into this bathroom. There was no line. It was a separate men's room. It was squeaky clean, like white, cleaner than my bathroom at home. Right? I go in, I was like, oh, they had Toilet paper on a shelf, like 30 rolls of toilet paper. I was like, ah, it was a Twilight Zone episode for me. Like, I sat down, I checked my messages on my phone. I had plenty, I had a de wipe, rewipe, clean up. I was in there for 25 minutes relaxing, and I ended up completely feeling factory fresh, um, cleaned up, ready to go, no socks. I ended up going to my local bar by my apartment, and, um, and uh, you know, hung out for a few hours there, and went home. And I took a shower when I got home. But that that it, while in the car this weekend, I just thought about like you know, I had to wipe my ass on a on a hot date. I wiped my ass with my socks with a hot girl. Have not seen her since. I know who she is. Um, that's all I'll say. Now my buddy like Mark DeCarlo, they've been dying for me to. You know, I told him the story years ago. Like they want me to reveal who it is. I can't because uh, you have beads on your door who has beads on their door to a bathroom that's insanity that's la for you that's what happens you go to take a shit if you were going to ever reveal it it would be right now I'm, i can't reveal it i won't do it i won't do it she, i tried guys she might be on my facebook though that's a hint i don't know but uh anyway so yeah so one in that list guys if you get if you get caught behind a line of scrimmage and you got a shit sometimes you got to use your socks so that's my sock story of the day i wasn't really going to talk about that but i guess i and that leads us to Jimmy's Bookings, <laughs> sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. That's right. Absolute Eyewear. Of course, we know Absolute Eyewear is in Woodbridge, New Jersey, 42 Main Street. Woodbridge, 732-326-3937. It's owned by Craig and Janine Mashaud, family-owned, brother and sister, both licensed opticians. Now, Craig is my right center fielder on my softball team for 30 years, so he's a great guy. Janine is uh, plays a co-ed softball. She's better than Craig, but we just always tell Craig that. They're a full-service optical place. They got prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, non-prescription sunglasses, safety glasses, sports glasses. They got the motorcycle glasses, so if you want to be on your motorcycle on the parkway going down the shore looking like a jerk-off with your glasses, they got all that stuff. They got glasses for the kids, contacts. They do eye exams. You... You name it. Glasses for every budget, which includes me, Chris, and Dave, with the amount of my money rolling in here. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. They also got discounts for seniors, AAA, AARP, BS, BS, uh, BC, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, the whole thing. They got $100 off prescription pair of eyeglasses. When you mention this podcast, a key phrase, though, complete pair, frames and lenses. However... Those of you scoring at home, you got to bring in a little picture of Jimmy Palumbo from the internet and post it on the on the front glass. I'm told there's like pictures all over the place, um, which I, we did that just to annoy Craig. So when he goes to work, he's got to see my face. They've been in business 16 years, open five days a week, close Wednesday and Sunday. Why are they close Wednesday? Softball. That's right. Why are they close Sunday? Football. There you go. Chris behind the glass is listening in. And they have all kinds of sunglasses. Ladies and gentlemen... Your attention, please. These are the following sunglasses available at Absolute Eyewear. Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, 
Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. That's right. That's the classic Bob Shepard or me doing a shitty Bob Shepard doing the glasses. That is it. Absolute eyewear. Now it is on to my bookings. Now, a couple of crazy bookings here. Of course, we're not just doing one because we did those earlier shows. Um, we're going in uh, chronological order. And uh, so here we go. Uh, first one is Navy NCIS. Okay, it's back in 2005, directed by Terrence O'Hara. Now, I had a small part. I, it was a TV show within a TV show. So it's Navy NCIS. Navy NCIS. So no. there's like a... I there's like a million ones. The That's the first one. This is the big, the big whore. Um, <laughs> and it's with Mark Harmon, okay? And uh, I got to tell you, the set was awesome. I, I, I've told this to people, you know, at bars and stuff when I'm trying to get laid. So I'm not trying to get laid with you, Chris. Mark Harmon is just a good-looking fella. Like, he wasn't that old. He's older than me at the time. But, like, he's a good-looking guy. But he, every girl that was, like, extras on the set they were, who were, like, middle-aged were, like, swooning over this guy. Including back home, my mother, who thinks he's, like, the hottest thing ever. But he couldn't have been cooler. He was, like, sitting on this, like, it was this uh, TV show within a TV show. So I played the I played the producer of, uh, of the TV show within the TV show. And... Uh, so he was like sitting on a little stage they had there, talking to everybody, whatever the news story of the day was, just hanging out, telling stories. You know, he was a quarterback at USC, became a star, blah, blah, blah. But outside, he had one of those Airstream trailers outside the studio, which was in like an office complex, not like a Warner Brothers studio. And dude, he had this Airstream RV thing, custom made from like the 50s. And he let people like peek in. It was like all, all retro. It was cool as hell. And he, has, he had a little... Uh, uh, green, like fake green uh, uh, grass out front. That was roped off. And there was a security guard there. Unless he was there, you wouldn't, you didn't let anybody, you know, near there. And he, he said to me, he goes, you know what, when you're here 16 hour days for six months out of the year, you might as well have something that I want to sleep in that I want to hang out in. And I was like, oh, this is totally cool. But the coolest thing was, inside this complex, it's obviously Navy NCIS. What do you got to have? Navy stuff. I can't tell you, inside the building, they made it look like you're inside a ship. You can't believe how real it looked. I mean, like I know I always say this on the show, you can't believe how real it looked, but like literally from ze from the ground to about fifteen feet up, if I blindfolded you and you know, you'd be like, I'm I'm in a ship. I mean, the detail was incredible. But if you just look literally like two feet above that, it's like I'm in your garage. It's like crazy how they can shoot it that way. And I was like, this is, I literally walked around like a maze, like a mouse. I was like, this is awesome. They have every, it just was an awesome thing to do. And he was so nice. So that was a cool, I had a couple lines. And I, that's the, that show I probably made the most money on, residuals, is from Navy NCIS. Don't know why, it's just the way it is. So that's my Navy NCIS. Second one is a show called Blind Justice by the same people that did NYPD Blue. Um, and this show, I hate to bash the show because I was happy to be on it, but and they overpaid me to be there, but it was about a blind detective who solves cases, but he carries a gun. So, like, he's got the dog, right? But he's, like, he's, like, in some scenes... It's like he's, a, a good... Like, I, well, yeah. I shouldn't say good, but this movie was good. They see no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, That's but, a good movie, the, kind of the concept, but, but not a guy with a blind A, a weekly a show 
yeah, detective no. who's like killing things. And you're not going to get Richard Pryor to do like, it. Like, oh, you got to do it. If you're running away, you just run a zigzag. You'll never know. Are you zigging or zagging? How's he going to know? Anyway, it lasted only one season, but they were all very nice. But I played a jerk off, as I always do on the show. I'm a cop, I came in for one line, but um, the uh, maybe two lines. I don't even remember. But I just have to mention it because it was horrific. The fact that that got on the air, but I think it only lasted nine episodes. The next one is a show called Monk, which is real popular. I think it's on USA now. Um, and I, I have to talk about this show because my mother's favorite show, uh, Tony Shalhoub, and also the hot little blonde, Trailer Howard, which sounds like a football player, but she was, her first name was Trailer. I met her with Artie years ago in LA. She's a sweetheart. She was in one of the movies Artie did, and Artie Lang, that is. And um, she couldn't have been sweeter. I, so I didn't, I couldn't work with Monk, just her in the one scene. But it's the first time I played like the jerk off pizzeria guy, and I'm yelling at the guy for putting too much garlic on the calzone and stuff like that. Um, but it was directed by a guy named Philip Kasnoff, who's directed a bunch of TV. But the thing about that was awesome was I think it was one of the best episodes, one of the best episodes. Of any show I've ever done, like I don't, I didn't really watch Monk. So when I watched it, I was like, I kind of knew a little bit about it, but not much. It's a really good episode. I know it sounds stupid. I've been on shows where like the episodes suck, a cringe. You know what I mean? But it's like, but I was on it, so you know, good for me. I've been um, on podcasts that suck. Yeah, so. you're on one right now, so <laughs> I could relate. But the show is very good. But that was my Monk thing. Then I booked again. This is, I'll always mention. Maybe, maybe it's just me. I always mention like I've my career could have been so much better than it and it turned out by a few things going my way, and you know we've talked about uh, you know beer league not being properly distributed and the family and that with Luke Besson directing it it, it bombed uh, the, the big show I did live on tape with NBC the sketch comedy show didn't get picked up stuff like that. This next show though was a show called Courting Alex. And it had Jenna Elfman on it. She was a hot blonde. And um, a guy, uh, uh, Josh Randall, who was on that show, Ed. There's about two people that are trying to date each other, but she's courting Alex. Alex is the girl. And Dabney Coleman was on this episode. And I played his best friend. But it was like episode nine, and they did like two, no, they did one season. And the weird thing was, I'm thinking, I'm his best friend. You got to be on all the time. And there was a little girl, her secretary, and they met at their office a lot. I flirted with. So I'm like, hey, I'm playing the friend. Me and him were hitting it off, uh, you know, backstage and stuff, talking. We had kind of, he was a, kind of an athlete, baseball player, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm thinking, this is like, Jimmy, they said it was recurring. And I'm like, you know, this is something like I can, I'm flirting with her. Maybe they can do a little romance, you know what I mean? Maybe I can get five or six episodes. By the time this episode aired, it was already like going to get canceled. So they didn't like know I was, I was out. But Dabney Coleman, I had to grab him and and hold him by his neck and I was all these and working with Dabney Coleman's a little legend was really awesome. Jenna Elfman, beautiful, and her husband is a major uh, music uh, composer of uh, movies and stuff. Uh, huge, makes more money than God. Um, so that's courting Alex. The next one is a show which I find again for some reason I mention all these hot girls. I sound like a creep. I don't mean to be. The show is called Ghost Whisperer, and it had Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was on a while. I was I was supposed to be recurring here in that they had ghosts on the show that were would recur, and I played a guy. The 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 
someone's uh, wife is walking through a park and I play the ghost and I'm yelling at my, wa- my wife, I'm dead. I'm yelling at my wife. She doesn't hear me, but the audience watching on TV hears me like, and why did you do that? I'm like screaming at my wife, uh, which is a funny little scene. But the fun thing was for me, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who back in the day, she was LeBron. Okay, she still is beautiful, but she's a veteran now. You know, she's she's in the booth. Now she's actually LeBron. Yeah, she's in the booth now. Yeah, she actually is LeBron. Um, but here's a weird thing. I of course my scene wasn't with her, so I didn't think I was going to see her. So of course I was looking anywhere. You know, on Warner Brothers set, and anytime every actor out there, I don't care who you are, when you are on the Warner Brothers set, man, or Paramount, those big old studios, it's like being a Fenway or Yankee Stadium. It's just different. It's just I got to stop you. You always say Fenway because Fenway is a traditional yeah, classic. No, let's but stop it's doing that. It's 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 the one of the oldest stadiums. Fenway, Wrigley, Yankee Stadium. There's a different. I don't give a shit. There's I don't twenty agree. other stadiums that you could Lambo. I'll say Lambo. Okay, fine. but I'll, but I'll say Fenway because Fenway. there's a green monster, and you know, like if you, you should pull the Palumbo family alone. Is it okay to keep on? Well, I can't up? say Yankee Stadium because that's been rebuilt fifteen. Okay, times. so then pick a new stadium. That's that's my. That's so you don't my, like when I say Fenway. I so like I said, when you're working on the Warner Bros. lot, it's like being at Fenway. Okay, you got the Green Monster or Wrigley Field or Lambo, but Lambo got redone, so that's out. They sent me to, uh, they sent me to makeup in the, in this trailer. So I go there, I open up the door, and I, you're always supposed to knock in case they're doing eyeliner on a girl. The thing moves a little bit, so I knocked, open up the door, and who's sitting there by herself in the trailer? Jennifer Love Hewitt. And so I walk in. I said, hey, how you doing? She kind of like got startled for a second because she gave me the look like, who's this asshole? And I was like, hey, I'm playing one of the characters. They sent me here. She goes, oh, how are you? So I didn't. I was going to sit in the chair right next to her, but that's a douche move. I didn't do that. I sat like, you know, two away. There's no one in there but me and her. And I said to myself, like, I should ask her out right now. Boom, down goes Frazier Palumbo with a quick haymaker to end this fight. No. I said, hey, how are you? I said, oh, good luck with the show and everything. It's it's a a good show. I never watch it. Um, She's like, oh, thank you. Who are you playing? I'm like, I'm playing one of the dead guys. She goes, oh, my God, that's so much fun. We had, like, this nice six-minute conversation until the head makeup lady came in for her. And, like, she immediately ended... Like she literally was like, no, you're not you, big you, time by the makeup lady. Yeah, but you're not, not going to talk. Love you're not talking to my client. This, your 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 moment has ended, sir. And then my makeup lady came in, and she looked like my makeup lady looked like she had been doing it for 27 minutes. That's how long her career was. She slapped some makeup on me. I was on my way. So that's my ghost whisper. But again, I was supposed to recur. They bring back all the dead people, and that didn't happen. The next one was this um, Law and Order. My first Law and Order. It's called Empire, and it had a it had a minor star. I don't know if you guys know who she is, uh, Julia Roberts. Um, it was the first time a big star had done a TV show. It was like unique at the time. And um, the other guy who starred in the show was Benjamin Bratt. Now the funny thing is to me, again, first of all, I knew Angie Harmon was there, but I didn't see her till the third Law and Order booking I did. And I knew, you know, I knew Angie Harmon was lights out, and I'll get to that on another show. So. We're doing the Julia Roberts episode, which was going to be this big whore of an episode. They were going to promote the shit out of it. And also, Julia Roberts was rumored to be fooling around with Benjamin Bratt. It was all over the Daily News and the Post. Scandal, not scandal, but like, you know, two new lovebirds. So there's, this producer comes up and he says, Hey guys, uh, Julia Roberts is here uh, and Benjamin Bratt, please, you know, we're all reading the tabloids. Just please don't bring anything up. 
uh, you know, it's not fair to anybody. And of course, as an actor, why, why would I even? Th- but he was talking to the crew mainly. You know, I was like, I'm not going to say. What am I going to say to Julia Roberts? Probably their publicist, right? Whatever. Pitching that they were dating because they were about to do a show together. However, here's the best thing: on sets, there's always a regular New York City cop floating around. They hire cops sometimes to be security walking around. So here's this Irish, straight out of Central Casting, an Irish cop, big guy, loud. Not an actor. He's a cop. He's not in the... He's, he's there as, as a cop, not even as an actor. Benjamin Pratt walks onto the set, and he yells out, Hey, Ben! Ben, remember me? Lou! We did the so-and-so film, blah, blah, blah. And he la- screams across the room, Ah, you and Julia, huh? There you go, bro. Like, most... Inter- he didn't say anything bad, but it was like... Inside, I was like, Oh, my God. That was so inappropriate, but yet... That's what that's how guys talk. Like, bro, you're banging Julia Roberts, good for you. But it was like it was too loud, you know. And Benjamin Brack goes, "Hey, Lou, how you doing? Good Plus to see the you." Disclaimer: there. Oh, say, don't say don't this. Say and then it. everyone there it knew like, that it wasn't supposed to get said. It was so great. So then we go outside, we shoot the scene, and I tell this all the time to all my actor friends out there. Like Jerry Orbach to me is my hero. He was a Broadway star for years. Uh, struggled to make a living his whole career, uh, and he suddenly. He just booked this tiny little show on NBC called Law and Order, and it made him a billionaire. And his book is fantastic. If you ever want to read an awesome book, read Jerry Orbach's book. So he sounds cool. He looked crumpled. and like, that's me. I want to be Jerry Orbach. And um, he's wonderful. So we were doing our scene, and it was me, four of us in a row, and I'm the guy telling him that the guy had a, guy had a garden variety heart, heart attack. And uh, so as we're shooting the scene, I was... I had to walk across as I do my lines. Hard to explain it, but I had to do a walk across the camera and we do a few takes and Jerry Orbe goes, hey kid, hey kid. I'm like, yeah, well, that's how he goes, do me a favor, turn the other way. He said, turn the other way and don't move. And I went, yeah, but the director kind of told me to go to go. He goes, just turn the other way, you'll see. Your mother will be happy, you'll be on the... So I did this and I was like, you know, my theory was, you know, Bill Belichick tells you what what play to call. You call the play. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Who the hell am I? I did it the way I turned, and you can't really see it in the scene, of course. But I turned, and I ended up my whole body exposed. Uh, um, I didn't move in the whole scene, so the whole shot, I'm in the scene. So it looks like I have a bigger part, even though I don't say so anything. So he threw you a bone. Ah, oh, absolutely! It was like a layup sky jam for me. So I was like, Jerry, thanks. He goes. After we shot it, he goes, yeah, dang, kid, you do this long enough, you pick up stupid little shit like this. I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. And then a month later. Kid, he called you. Oh, yeah. A month later, I was younger at the time. A month later, I'm in L.A., and I get the Sunday L.A. Times, and they have, like, the entertainment section, which is pretty big in the L.A. Times. It's actually a good section. You know, it's like tell you all about showbiz. Of course, L.A. is a showbiz town. A huge photo on the cover, huge, is they were doing something on – What's his name? The, the the guy who created Wolf, who creates all the Law and Orders, and they had a picture of him on a set. The set was in New York City, so his it's like a close up of his face, but right to the right of his face, I'm literally like five inches big on the LA Times. It's Jimmy Palumbo just saying. It looks like I, you know what it looks like? I was the star of Law and Order. I was like, so I'm, I had my coffee in the morning. I was like, holy shit, I'm on the cover. It was awesome. Um, so that was that. That's my Law and Order story. And that led to the Rutgers Magazine, of course. Of course, it led to the Rutgers. Because I listen, I can't wait to interview all your uh, your uh, Rutgers uh, NIL uh, signings. And I was like, listen, when you get on the cover of Rutgers Magazine, then we'll talk. I got nothing to say to you. I got nothing to say to you. 
But uh, I did a couple episodes later that I did Law and Order. I did do a, I did work with Angie Harmon, and she is. Let's say Angie Harmon was a combination of a young LeBron divided by a young uh, Michael Jordan divided by a young Durant. So um, that's my Law and Order. So that is it. Those are the six. Let's see. To recap, we got a Law and Order, Ghost Whisperer, Courting Alex, Monk, Blind Justice, and Navy NCAS. And they all do, believe it or not, pay decent in residuals. Um, so that is that. That is that. All right, kiddo. Now I'm calling you kiddo. I like saying, I, you know what, I say the word kiddo a lot. I think I do do that. Is that a natural thing? Is uh, that a jerk-off thing? You can't, that's not harassment at all. It's only a jerk-off thing if the person you're saying it to is an actual jerk-off and gets offended by things like that, but I don't care. Well, I'm older than you, so yeah, I can call you kiddo. I'll be kiddo. And I don't say it mean. Look, like like we just said, he called you kid, and you weren't offended. I'm no, sure you were around, right. you know, mid-30s at that point, right? So let's be real. I'm not going to be called kiddo by many people out there, so... Jerry Orbach caught me staring at Angie Harmon. Bad. I was ogling. She kept on walking by, and she was about ready to get married, married a guy in the Giants. What's his name? Uh, uh, who's the guy in the Giants says Angie Harmon married? I fucking know. Yes, you do. Jason Seahorn. Oh, How can I not God. Know that? The, oh. White, the only... The last white cornerback yes. in the NFL. Um, she kept on walking back and forth, and she's got the deep, sultry voice, and she's light... She's the hottest. I've always said Angie Harmon is my number one hottest actress I've ever like been in the same room with. Deep speed, and every time she walked by, I was like, "The question is, could her husband cover her?" No. Well, he's good looking too. So I was like, I get mad at We're that. We're talking about I hate, number one wide receiver. I love when she the, has the speed. He's more like a number two corner. Yeah, but he's good though. She, he's, he's. If you're if you're into guys, he's cute. Um, but I like it when the hot chick marries, like, you know, Joe Blow works down. I love that. Um, I used to get mad when Bill Gates married, like, a, he got married. He didn't marry a secretary of Microsoft. He married, like, someone who had been in development for 15 years. She was worth $5 million, so it was, like, yeah. not fun. Um, but she was, uh, but I was ogling her going back and forth. I couldn't keep my eyes. She was gorgeous. And uh, Jerry Orbeck goes, he's in his office, kind of. He goes, he's like, hey, kid. You know, watch your eyes. And I thought he was going to be mad at me. He goes, I know, for years I did the same thing. I was like, God, oh, it's so great. Jerry Orbach's admitting that. Like, Angie Harmon's hot. Anyway, and she was. So that's it. And um, now I have no idea what we're doing in our show. Uh, before that, we actually had a little pregame meeting, what we're doing for the show. But um, I don't know what we're doing. So what do we, what do we, what do we go to right now? Pete. We got to talk about Pete. Now I have to go to find the page. So, of course, I'm unprepared. As always, we had the pregame meeting, what to do. I don't know. I'm doing. I'm supposed to do my buddy Pete A. Bean's company. I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm doing a live read. I don't know what I'm doing. But, yes, now I have it. And Jimmy Palumbo getting involved here with a live read from the Omni in Atlanta. Getting involved here. That's right. Stop restoration. A remediation, remediation service due to water, fire, smoke, and mold damage. You got to call my buddy Pete A. Bean at Stop Restoration. Full full thing cleaning service. They do everything. They do, you got someone that hoarded, they clean that out. Animal infestation, they do everything. They're locally owned. They come. When you get that big disaster, water comes in the house, you know, the roof flies off, you need somebody to clean. Water... All that stuff. Stop Restoration is the place you got to go. 732-812-4236. They're based out of Edison, but they'll go all over the place. 
my buddy Pete A. Bean, good softball player, lefty. I know you know the I'm family. I'm going to interrupt the read for a second because Pete texted me. He said, thank you for the, the kind words that you said about me. He said, Jimmy's effed up. He's better than all those guys. Well, first of all, first of all, uh, well, first of all, you to say Pete was better than me in softball. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying he didn't best, play long enough. All right, Pete was better than Larry. No way. Yes, no way. way. I, you know you, what? Next week, where I think I'm having my softball team as guests. I'm going to do that. Can we do that on the show? Of course. I'm going to have Larry. It's Tommy. your show. It's my show. So if on Zoom, I get all these assholes to come on. That's what we're doing. We're doing it next week. Done. All right. I'm having my softball team. And I'll ask the question: Who is the who is the best out of this? It's probably go. I have to go, Larry, then Tommy, because Tommy always got hurt, but Tommy was good too. Um, I was not even near as good as those guys. Of course, they hit like they were two for four with two bombs. I'd be three for four with three punch and Judy hits, and you know it was awful. Anyway, back to my stop restoration long live read here. Call Pete A. Bean, one of the better softball players I played with. Remediation services, they clean up stuff. When things are a mess, you call them. Biohazard cleanup, they do. They get there right away to inspect everything, let you know what we, what they got to do. 24-hour emergency services. Now, listen, even if it was just Pete's own place and he was a local guy, I would still love him and I would still tell you guys to go there. But they're a national franchise. It's just locally owned. So it's not like he's just a run-of-the-mill guy. Uh, it's a national franchise. They do good work. Uh, stop. Uh, what is it? Stop restoration slash Edison.com or stop dash Edison.com. You'll get all the information there. 732-812-4236. Please give him a call. Tell him Jimmy Palumbo sent you. You know what's great? If you tell him Jimmy Palumbo sent you, all you get is me. I'll call you up and say that Pete A. Bean was the best player. That's all you get. You just get an affirmation that Pete was very good. So that's it. Stop restoration. Edison, New Jersey. 732 Eight one two four two three six. If something shitty happens to your house, they come and clean it up. That should be the, that should be their new uh, line there. All right, so that's it. <laughs> uh, that's back to it. the notes. Back Getting to the notes. Here. So now it was just, the plan from here was to just talk, which I'm sure you have no problem uh, doing. So that's all I got to do is just yeah, talk. Now you just got to talk, and then I just got to talk right now. That's all you want me to do. You know what I'll talk about? I'll, you know what I'm going to talk about my sister for a second because I just drove. 12 hours, six and six in the last three days with her. My sister, I love her to death. She's the best. She is, I think if anybody wants to buy something like clothes, you should hire my sister. Because if you want to spend like $500 on clothes, she'll get you $500 worth of clothes for 95 bucks. She goes to Kohl's, Marshall's. She'll go to Macy's. She knows how to do the coupons. She goes up to the register when they register wrong. No, no. That's supposed to be 20% I have of- zero patience okay. for that shit. My sister's legendary. She will totally uh, uh, get- we, I, I busted her balls. Meanwhile, <laughs> the other, it's so embarrassing, but it's funny. She saw one of my shirts. It can't be as embarrassing as shitting- no, well, maybe. Well, that's true. It's not. I didn't wipe my ass and put socks at my sister's house. But I was. Uh, she saw. She, I had a right before the when it was still chilly out in the spring. She, I had like a winter shirt on, and let's face it. You know, sometimes guys' shirts get a little ratty, and you need someone to go. Hey, bro, that, that's got to go. You know. So my sister kind of was pulling at it, going, "This shirt's. You got to retire this shirt." So I said, "No, it's all right. It's all right. You know, it's just a knock around shirt." So my sister went out and like literally bought me like for my this upcoming fall winter I now have a full 
full like new wardrobe completely and she like mixed all these coupons together she got like it was it was probably like nine dollars a shirt some of these shirts were like 80 90 bucks and uh but now i'm like now you gotta come to my apartment and tell me which ones to get rid of she's like oh, get rid of them all she wants, she wants a complete cleaning house and i'm like no i'm not doing that some even of these the, shirts, even all the lrb yeah you know, the the LRB, LRB gear these are more like nicer shirts you know like when you're going on a date or something or going to the office dressed down fridays which doesn't even have anymore. Every day's dressed down. But uh, it was just so funny to me to bust her chops. And, uh, uh, she, but she's great. She totally got my new wardrobe, like 100%. And now she's going to come. And now, and like, next next summer, <coughs> next summer I know she's going to come and probably get all my summer stuff. So I'm going to let her do it. I'm going to give her, like, 200 bucks and say, get me $7,000 worth of clothes at uh, these stores. She knows how to manipulate. She manipulates the system. She knows how to do it. So you let like, your sister do the shopping, and then you won't need Warren Brumell. That's right, because if I let my sister do the shopping, then I don't have to go bankrupt. <laughs> and when you need a bankruptcy law lawyer, who do you go to? Warren Brumell. And the good thing about Warren Brumell is, okay, he's an attorney at law, and he is a debt relief, debt relief agency. It helps people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. Now, I had to say that last line because that's the legal ease. You have to say that. But Warren's been doing this for like 35 years, okay? And he helps people rebuild their financial lives. Uh, he's located in Keyport, New Jersey, but he handles all of New Jersey. And it's all Zoom now. Everything's Zoomed. He can Zoom you in, blah, blah, blah. And if you mention our show, you get a free, that's right, a free initial consultation here when you mentioned the Jimmy Palumbo show um, and Warren like I said he's been doing this for 35 years and he's he's literally he's, he's processed and filed over 10,000 bankruptcy cases okay uh, great guy and um, uh, he is now a advertiser on our show but he also does the good thing his firm they now they only handle bankruptcies okay he's not a jack-of-all-trades lawyer he'll be doing a divorce one minute and next minute he's doing a personal personal injury case Although I could have used every one of these, then all, all these jack of all trades I could have used. Um, funny thing is, I probably will end up using Warren uh, bankruptcy. Um, maybe Chris and Dave. <laughs> Everybody's gonna, eventually. Everyone needs Warren when you file for bankruptcy. Um, but he makes the process simple and affordable. He's got payment plans. Uh, the number is seven three two two six four three four zero zero. Or more importantly, www keyportlaw.com you go on that website they got everything there stuff to fill out stuff to inquire and all that kind of stuff now listen um the the bottom line is bankruptcy will stop foreclosures repossessions wage garnishments bank levies all that kind of stuff and uh that's what that's what Warren does. He gives you advice on all of that. You can go check out his five-star reviews on Google, or better yet, you can go to avvo.com, the lawyer review site. I'm sure there's some really funny ones on there because sometimes lawyers, uh, they take a beating, and I'm sure on that review site. But he's got tons of five-star reviews. Um, I only wrote 12 of them. No, that's not true. He's got tons of good five-star reviews on there. And uh, like I said, uh Warren Brumell, uh, keyportlaw.com. That's where you want to go for all your bankruptcy needs. That's all he does. That's what he does. All righty. Well, all right. Obviously, coming off of that, I will say that, you know, I thought maybe I could go bankrupt, but something very exciting happened here at the Chop Sports 
media capital of the world here in Matawan, New Jersey. Um, I love Matawan. There were some rumors that I don't like Matawan. I do like Matawan. I think downtown Larry's cute. It's a nice area to live. Just the stretch here is where, what do I always say? That's where all the heart, you can die outside. Like, you don't let your girlfriend leave here like at night. You can't have that. You die no, here. You no. killed her. Um, I'm teasing. It just looks that way. End up in a cornfield. It just looks like, yeah, it looks like, it looks like, you know. Anyway, um, something about this stretch of Route 34 in New Jersey is awful. Um, But, you know, uh, I've been very patient with the Chop Sports Media Network. There's been t-shirt sales and... Uh, you know, I I think I was like, I was kind of like almost the number one t-shirt guy. I was, now they signed all these players and all of a sudden like I'm, I'm at the back of the, my numbers started to drop and I said, talk to me in a month with all these guys, you know, we don't know where they got, how many shirts. Um, and so uh, I've been patient with, there's been some money supposed to come my way from a few other things as well as the t-shirts. And I was getting the, like, I was getting a little bit of the checks in the mail thing. And I was like, guys, you know, eventually, you know, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm being patient, but, you know, you got to pay the piper. And uh, I was presented today with a wonderful check. We made a big deal about it, Dave Sturcio and Chris Gucci. We were going to get the big thing printed up, but then we were yes. like, well, I'm, are we going to take it out of his cut? Yeah, or? you would have took it out of my check. and I would've, uh, You would have said, Jimmy, here's your check, but you owe us more than the check is. Um, but I finally, now I'm going to, you know, uh, it's nice to be an official member of the Chop Sports Network. You can no longer say non Non revenue generating. I'm still going to use that because if oh, now I didn't subtract the toll money from that, so you got to go the minimal. I think if I, if I add up the tolls, I don't know. It could still be. I refuse to get rid of non revenue generating. I will tell you this: you do have 30 um, players on your nil. I find it funny that three of the people you sell T-shirts last name is Palumbo. One is me. Jimmy Palumbo. The other is Madison Palumbo. I gotta say, Madison. She's my niece. Madison. The Palumbo family knows how to buy t-shirts. Palumbo Palumbo family buys t-shirts. However. They're a very supportive bunch. But there's really no one else eligible from the Palumbo family to be be the third Palumbo. There's a guy named Nick Palumbo. No relation. But I'm just going to tell people he's my nephew. So I get to take a family credit. So I have three. You have three Palumbos on your network. And Nick Palumbo. Messaged me today, and he said, oh, I heard you guys do an MMA podcast. He's like, I would love to get on that. So Nick Palumbo is now going to be podcasting with the network as well. So it's it's just, it's you know, it's amazing. You know what? The liaison situation has grown. Why don't you grown. do us a solid, since the Palumbo family loves to buy T-shirts, just share Nick's T-shirt. Be like, buy my nephew's T-shirt, and then half of your entire family. Right. Does it say Nick on it? It, says, it says Thick Nick, and he's it's him Why and his it? wrestling thing eating two ice cream cones. It's a funny shirt. It is selling well. All right, well, listen, I'm going to adopt him as my nephew so I get the credit. It's like being in a casino. You got to get you got to get your credit, you got to get your card out. Your Chop Sports media card so you get the so the pit pitbull, what do they call those guys? Um pit boss. Pit boss, pit bull. The pit boss, what I thought I was going to say. So the pit boss knows how much I'm uh, getting involved here. I am the official liaison here for all areas um, of Chop Sports network. Um, and there are rumors, there's another rumor here that um, I might be doing a second podcast here with the network. It's only a rumor, but um, it's going to happen because I'm going to force it through. I mean, come on. What are we going to do? Nah, Jimmy. No, you can't do it. <laughs> Actually, what happened was I was on a uh, another podcast before I signed with these guys, but the other one didn't drop yet. It was just me and this guy, Rick. And we did a show called The Interlocking NYs. 
and we, he was a Met fan. I was a Yankee fan. Real we quick, how about when when we were talking about the podcast before, and and Rick sent the email. He says, "I'm pr- happy to be a member." Of, and Dave got offended. <laughs> he was like, "Wait, he's already he's, he's already, already on. the podcast made." Well, I'm like, "Well, Jimmy's sitting right here." Yeah, so. I can't uh, I can't deny. It. You have to give me the second show. But the reason why it came, it, uh, the, the fun part for me is, and you'll appreciate this as a podcast guy. I mean that we kid around a lot, but I mean this. We we were pretty good, you know. The beginning we were a little we were a little off, you know, the first couple episodes, but then we did this seg- segment called uh, like "What the heck happened to that guy?" And what we did was, I chose a Yankee, he chose a Met, and he couldn't be the star, much like the number thing we do in the beginning. It had to be somebody that the the really big fan would know, and we researched him, googled him, find out what's going on, and we wanted to question what the heck happened to this guy. So we would do guys like Louis Soho. I did one on Dick Tidrow. And we noticed that while we were doing that segment, that's where the like the chemistry happened with us. We were getting, I started to get to the point where I hated doing the rest of the show. I only wanted to talk about the, and he was bringing up some shitty Mets from the 70s and 80s that were like, all these guys were the guys you put on your bike with the baseball yeah. card. Like none, none of these guys are, no one's near the Hall of Fame. Um and that one show we did Felix Mion, who I thought was too big, because growing up Felix Mion was a popular. And this player. is a, this is a type of show where you will typically be able to, if you can locate these guys, we well, can get them on. They'll one hundred percent be down. So to be what on happened podcast. was we we got done, and then he started coaching this kid Rick Antonori, who I do the show with. He started he's a real life baseball coach D two, and he was doing stuff with the Cincinnati Reds this summer, so we had to take some time off. And I was like, you know what, dude? The only part of the show, I, I mean, I like the other parts of the show, but the main part, what ha- what the heck happened to that guy? I was like, that's fun. Let me present it to you guys. So we recorded our first show this morning, and Chris and Dave are going to do some editing to it and add some music, and uh, it'll be a shorter show, maybe 20 minutes. And every week, you're going to hear about some, I don't want to say shitty player, but a guy like that you remember and isn't you want to know. Isn't it amazing how when you make it to the big leagues, and you're not successful, you're shitty. You're shitty, right. Like exactly. And the, the funny thing about the show for me is that some of these guys only played like three years with the Yankees or Mets, and yet you know them. And like, he only played three years? I felt like I was 13 years old. I felt like he was there for 20 years. And then you find out his batting average, 212, 220, 225. And then you find out he played 14 years in the bigs. Six teams, 14 years, like, you know. And then you think... What happened to this guy? And some of the guys ended up like being major coaches, bench coaches for years. And so here we are calling this guy shitty, right? And you turn around and go, okay, shitty player. 13 years in the leagues. You know he's making good No matter what era, baseball players got paid well. So they made big money for 13 years. Then they coached for, like, this guy's been involved in baseball for 45 years. Raised a whole family with big money. You know, bum. You know, he's a bum. He stunk, right? Yeah. And then some guys, though, like retired in 1986, played like seven years in the bigs, and they're gone. There's no Twitter, no Instagram. They don't coach. I, I've gone on Facebook. There's two guys. I'm not even gonna name them. We couldn't figure out. I was like, dude, this guy is he? He's now you got to name him. I, I'm not gonna name him. It's all part of the setting up the show. Um, because we're gonna reduce some of them from the so other show. So he, some guys disappear okay. off the face of the earth. Okay. Um, and I think. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be for our younger audience, but the older audience is funny, and we go through so batting averages. You're not you're not sure how it's going to be to like the people that listen to podcasts. <laughs> you see that? You see that? So now I realize that this show is going to be the bastard child show for me. No, but I'm no, telling no. you right There's now, no such thing as that. You I can't think, treat it that way. I think I'm not going to treat it that right, way. Good, good. You you know me. I you still, know I'm going to treat it that way. First, of course you are. 
first of all, don't get caught. You know, I still think I can. I could go if 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 podcasts were MMA. I'll anybody. I'll get anybody in the ring. I want any. I can beat any show you have, including T-shirts. I will have the biggest T-shirt sales of anybody at the end of the year. That's my goal. That's what I want. I want. Well, to that's a good guy. goal. Money because you make money. Yeah, that way. of course. See that you can't. But so do you. Me. So that's the whole point. Why would we? No, it's not doing money. I just want to be the guy. The well, guy. I'll tell you who's. I will sell you more shirts rapidly. Am I whoring myself out too much? No, not at all. This is what it's, I mean. It's the name of the game. I know. Chop Sports also, T-shirt Company. You got somebody that's hot on your tail right now when it comes to T-shirt sales, and it's Madison. Madison Palumbo, my niece is rocking it. Madison is, uh, you know, D1 she's, lacrosse. She, she's beating out all of the Rutgers players, the wrestling so funny. team. You name it. Like, can we have like all the Rutgers players like in a team meeting? I can give them shit not for their play. But for the t-shirt sales, first of all, of course Rutgers. They're doing well too. They're doing well. Yeah, they're 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 all selling. Please don't. I know Dave's going to hear this and freak out. But Madison just had a. a, She she has a a lot of friends. She's a huge. She's a She's a a nice girl. She's cute. She's friendly. So if you're listening to this podcast, then go buy a a t-shirt. Go buy a Madison Palumbo t-shirt right after you buy my shirt. (laughs) All right. Which I have a seven oh six. There is there is there is a couple sales where there is both. Of course, With Jimmy Palumbo Probably my and sister. Madison. Now my sister's pissed. You got rid of the discount, so we're gonna have to talk there. Tell your sister. Very that unhappy that you have a discount code. If you want to give that to her, by all I means. can't make her do that. That's no. She won't do that. She wants like she if she buys two, she wants like nineteen dollars. You want me to explain why I got? And rid by of the it? way, my shirts are the cheapest shirt. You picked the price. No, I didn't. We we discussed that this before the nil agreement. And you know what? So let's raise the. Price. I want to be yeah. on this network for a hundred years. And I want to be the guy going, I was here before that NIL thing. They weren't even selling T-shirts. It was me. But, but do you not- understand why I got rid of the, the discount? No, I don't even care. I don't know. I ordered them without the discount myself. Well, Although, you I might up. have to go to Double yeah. XL, bro. Yeah, that know. one's, I could see your, uh, you know. My nips coming your, out a little bit. Your goods, a little bit. Wow. Or you just get a wife beater. You know, I get... Are we allowed to call them wife beaters anymore? I don't think so. It's just nice to get... One thing tea? about... One thing Are we about, allowed to call them guinea teas either? <laughs> like, you can't call guinea tea? No. Um, it's nice to be hit on by your producer on a podcast. I think you've arrived when your t-shirts are selling well and your producer enjoys you looking, at nice your, check looking at your you body record, you, come through the t-shirt. So... Man, this show ended on. Well, you know what? We were told not to talk about sports, so we decided to talk about fashion and my body. Um, and I know that's going to sell a lot of T-shirts. <laughs> How much of this are you going to edit out? I just don't Honestly, know. Honestly, this is pretty good. This is gold. <laughs> I'm leaving it this all. This is gold. You're going to leave it all on? Okay. Well, listen. Bottom line is, Yankees are playing well, um, and uh, you know. Football is, we're getting dangerously close. This was the, this past Sunday was the last Sunday that we will have until February with no football on. And so there will be football. First preseason game is Sunday? This weekend is, the, I think it's even the whole, Saturday. The Hall, of, the fame Hall of Fame game? Yeah. Either way, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I misspoke when I said Sunday. The last weekend that we weren't going to have football was this past weekend. Yes, football is here, which I'm actually looking forward to that as well. Um, so that'll be good. That's it. That is the Jimmy Palumbo Show, show number 21, the Jay Johnstone slash Charles Woodson. The fact that I even really give you the slash Charles Woodson is embarrassing, but I got to give it to you because he's a great player. And uh, next week, we're going to have an interesting segment on Chuck Noll. I that's a good feeling. And we might have a very surprise guest. <laughs> Take care. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?